Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come on, side, 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 What's up, y'all? This is Ed Lover. It's time for another Come On, Son, the podcast. So, um, I'm not really sure how this one's going to turn out, but I'm going to give it a shot. I'm in Chicago. I don't know if y'all know about how I came to uh, leave Atlanta and end up in Chicago. Well, to give you a brief summarization of how it happened, I will in a minute. But first, let me remind you that this podcast is brought to you by CigarsInternational.com. Fire Marshall West. Something I do appreciate the love. They've been rolling with me since day one. And uh, I'm an avid cigar smoker. Right now I'm smoking a Bolivar special edition that was provided by to me by CigarsInternational.com. Great smoke. It's a Maduro wrapper. Dark. Smoky little bastard. But it's got a great taste to it. I really enjoy the hints of cocoa and chocolate. Like if I could taste some chocolate in a cigar, then I'm really enjoying that particular smoke. So big up to CigarsInternational.com for the support. It's windy because I'm outside. So like I was saying, um, my journey from Atlanta to Chicago, to summarize it, man, to give y'all a quick overview, I left Sirius XM. They didn't want to match the contract I was offered from Radio 1 Reach Media, black-owned company. Went to Radio 1 Reach Media. David Cantor and I had a meeting. Jay Stevens had a meeting. Melody Talkington. We all sat down and had a meeting about me coming on board to do uh, throwback hip-hop and uh, syndicated radio program. Did that. At the meeting, I told them it would behoove you not to just do hip-hop, but to do hip-hop and R&B. But of course, they want my expertise, but they don't want to listen to me when it comes time to program, right? So I moved to Atlanta. Going good. They put no money behind it. Thought everything was going to just work itself out. About a year into the deal, Alfred Liggins, the CEO of the company, gets on a conference call and goes, we were the, we were the first to get into the throwback hip-hop business, and we'll be the first ones out of it. So right there, it gave me a red flag that it wasn't going to last long. But the great connections that I made down there, doing a Ricky Smiley show, TV One show, Bounce TV people, were all worth my two years spent down there. Of course, here we go with hip-hop culture and black music being programmed by somebody white. Now, I know I got a lot of white fans, so I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way. If you're white and you've been part of the culture from the inception of the culture or you know it, like say a 
do like Eminem, right? Y'all could respect Shade 45 because M knows the music. He knows the culture. He lived it. He breathes it. He loves hip-hop. He's part of the culture. Rick Rubin is a lot of other people that's like that. There's a lot of great MCs that came out. Maybe some of them didn't make it as big as M. But you can respect it, right? Because you know they know the culture. Nothing against a programmer. But any successful black programmer is not going to be allowed to program a rock station if all you've done is urban your whole life, right? So why should we have these these program directors who don't know the music, don't know the culture, programming black music? Happens every single time, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what happened. I got down there. So guys, there's plenty of black programmers. Hurricane Dave was there. Fantastic programmer. And he wasn't given the reins to program the music. Kobe Cole, another one. And he all right. As a person, not as a programmer. As a programmer, he's dope. But as a person, he did some shit I'll get into later on that I didn't like. Okay? Because he was one of the catalysts for us to come down there. Then when we got let go, he didn't even pick up the phone to call me. And that hurt me deeply. But my point is, if you don't know the culture and you don't know the music, you can't program throwback hip-hop music because it's not like programming a pop station or even a, even a current hip-hop station where you play the music over and over and over and over. This music should sound like a jukebox. It shouldn't. There's 35-plus years of great hip-hop, and you're narrowing it down to 100-and-something songs. Just doesn't make sense. So that's what was going on when I was in Atlanta. The music you hear is me headed to the taste, if you can hear that music faintly in the back. Hip-hop has been my entire adult life. From me wanting to be a funk musician to me getting on Yom TV raps, everything that I've done professionally and pretty much personally has been around hip-hop. Somehow, some way, some shape, some form, it's always been hip-hop. So, that being said, I'm headed over to the Taste of Chicago, one of the biggest events in Chicago every year. Plenty of vendors, over 700 vendors out here, different foods. You buy tickets, you can get either a taste of the meal for a few tickets, or you can get the entire meal for more tickets, right? So I'm going over here to see Black Star, which is Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Deaf, and Talib Kweli. Good guy, good friend, sat down and interviewed him plenty of times. And when I was walking over here, I said, let me take my recorder with me just so I can ask random people at the Taste of Chicago, what does hip-hop mean to them? That's a question that has been posed to me throughout my entire 30-plus years in the business from television to film to books, I mean, to a record and album. Dre and I did. I've always been asked that question from movies, who's the man, and other things that I've done. It's always been, hey, Ed, what does hip-hop mean to you? So I'm going to ask random people what does hip-hop mean to them and i'll give you my answer later on in this podcast and hopefully hopefully i don't know if i'll be able to do this or not but hopefully i'll be able to get talib quali and most deaf to answer the question what does hip-hop mean to them because hip-hop has been oh my god without hip-hop dude like honestly i don't know what would have happened to me i don't know where I would have been. I don't know if the band, well, the band didn't make it that I was in, so they probably wouldn't have made it. 
Would I still been working school security at Andrew Jackson High School in Queens, New York? I don't know. I really don't know. But hip-hop has afforded me luxuries like I could have never imagined, travel like I could have never imagined, friends like I could have never imagined, homes like I could have never imagined, vacations like I could have never imagined. So bear with me, stay with me on this podcast, because when I get over here to the Taste of Chicago, I just want to run into random people and just ask them, what does hip-hop mean to them? And ask yourself this question. What does hip-hop mean to you? Have you ever seen a movie when they ask, when did you first fall in love with hip-hop? I don't, I want to ask people that question. I want to know, what does hip-hop mean to them? So after everything fell apart and my two-year deal was over in Atlanta, wallowed around for a while, didn't have a job, OG 97.9 in Atlanta started talking. We started talking. They uh, wanted to hire me, but they had no one on the air at all. So the conversation kind of stalled after a while. And um, it just didn't work out. So Intercom here in Chicago, Todd Kavanaugh, Eric Bradley, we got in touch with them, found out they had a brand new throwback hip-hop station. And, uh, you know, we just uh, came in two weeks. The deal was done. And now I'm in Chicago on 104.3 Jams, Chicago's number one for throwbacks. And so far, it's going pretty good. It's going very well. At least I can say I'm not programming this station, but at least I can say I can walk into their office, sit down with them, and get an honest assessment of music, get an honest assessment of why they're not playing certain records. Um, you can write a list of music and hand it in, and the music will actually sometimes get played, sometimes it wouldn't get played. You know, you understand that what kind of audience they're trying to attract and who your audience is, then you understand why some records get played and some records don't get played. But I never had that opportunity when I was in Atlanta. So here I am in Chicago. Again, going it alone again. That happened when I first moved from New Jersey to Atlanta. My wife was at the same job for 25 years, so she didn't come down almost until it was over. And because uh, I didn't want her to move like that. So, you know, that's what it is, man. I'm in Chicago and I'm going to do my thing out here at the Taste of Chicago. And uh, if I run into somebody randomly, I'll just ask the question and hopefully people will be nice enough to me to answer answer the question for me some people may some people may not let's try it right now hi how you doing can you answer a question for me real quick my name is ed love i'm doing my podcast it's called come on son the podcast and i just got to ask you a question first of all what's your name tyler moore and where you represent uh shottown what does hip-hop mean to you hip-hop wow well i'm like a millennial so i mean my mother she came from like the 90s era so hip-hop to me is like rhythm is um, rhyme scheme is yeah it's the smooth it's the energy um yeah well thank you appreciate it you heard that 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 came from a millennial 
That's what hip-hop means to her. She didn't even say lyrics. Did you notice she didn't say lyrics? She said the music. She said the vibe, pretty much. The mood. She said her mom's is old school. And hip-hop means different things to different people. To Talib and Most Def, or excuse me, Yasin Bey, I don't want to disrespect the man because I know Ali hated it when he changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali and people didn't respect that. So the man's name is Yasin Bey and I'm going to respect that. So Talib Kweli and Yasin Bey, Black Star, obvious to them, hip-hop means something totally different. I may run into people out here that don't like hip-hop at all. That was a young African-American sister. I could pretty much gauge that she liked the music. So um, I asked her. She's the first person that I asked. I'm going to see if I can get people from different walks of life, maybe some Latinos and, um, you know, maybe some Caucasian people. And I'm quite sure I'll get a different answer every time. And I don't want them to give me an answer that they think I want. See, to me, that's the worst. When somebody gives you an answer they think you want, you're not going to get the right answer. So we're getting closer to the taste of Chicago, which is downtown Chicago. Many, 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 many city streets have been blocked off. Many, many, many city streets are blocked off. And that's because thousands and thousands of people that came out here to check it out, you know? Hey, how you doing, bro? Well, I'm right in the middle of podcasting right now, but you're going gonna to answer a question for me. What's up? So... I'm doing my podcast because I'm going over to see uh, Black Star right now, and it, and it got me to thinking that hip hop means different things to a lot of different people. First of all, what's your name? Mike. Where you coming from, Mike? Southside. What does hip hop mean to you? Hip hop to me is more of a culture than just the music, and I'm a big Run DMC, LL Cool J, Yo MTV Raps guy. So it's more of the '80s with Fab Five, Freddy, you guys, the '70s with Melly Mel, and it's more just a culture. It ain't just the music. Now, I'm not a big fan of the new trap stuff because I really don't know what they're saying, but I'm not going to knock nobody hustle. Absolutely. You see that everything is different for, for everybody. Let's take this picture of my brother Mike. Mike is working security right here at the Taste of Chicago. We're about to snap this flick. And that's a that was a totally different answer if you guys have been listening to this podcast. It's a totally different answer than a millennial just gave me about two minutes ago. Hip-hop is different for everybody. Hip-hop has always been different, man. So y'all enjoy yourselves, gentlemen. Nice to see you. So far, so good, brother. Chicago's been good to me. Yeah, absolutely, bro. So I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to try to see some different people out here and get different answers to the question that has been plaguing the world for quite some time now. What? does hip-hop mean to you? We're going to step right on into this fest. Check everything out. There's a lot of good food. A lot of good people out here, of course. Some people are leaving. Some people are coming. But that's just the nature of the taste of Chicago. It's the nature of the beast, baby. So, as we keep it moving, you hear a lot of things from a lot of different people. Some good, some bad. I mean, you might run it. I mean, probably going to run into somebody out here that doesn't like hip-hop at all. See, it's easy when I talk to somebody that recognizes me, 
it's a little more difficult when you are talking to people that have no idea who you are. You have to introduce yourself. I think that's the hardest part. So I'm working through right now. I got to open my bag. So. Whatever you can, open it up. I'm trying to do my thing right now. You know, I'm trying to do my thing. As I move through, talking to different people. I don't want to ask just African Americans because I don't think that's a fair assessment of hip hop at all. That's a worldwide music, has been a worldwide music for quite some time. So, I just want to ask a lot of people. Sir, excuse me. How you doing? My name is Ed Lover. I'm sorry. I'm with the friends. Okay. I just wanted to ask you a quick question. See, there's somebody that did not want to talk to me whatsoever about music, hip-hop, or anything else. He said he was with some friends. Caucasian man. You're going to get that. It's cool. Plenty of other people out here to talk to. Hundreds of thousands of people out here. Actually, let me talk to this man over here. He's selling souvenirs real quick. All right. How you doing? Can I get a moment of your time? I'm trying to do my podcast. My name is Ed Lover. How are you? I just want to ask you a quick question. What's your name? Max. Max, what does hip-hop mean to you? You can like it or not. Oh, like shit. It. This is an awesome question. All right, so I make music myself. Um, um, I actually make hip-hop. I rap myself. Um, man, that's an awesome question. So to make it as short as possible, hip-hop to me... Um, to be honest, and musical in general, but especially hip-hop, because it uses like a lot of spoken stories to get its point across. Um, I think it's honestly the closest thing to what I would think magic is in the real life, because I think the transformation and like the transferring of, of emotions and like for something to be able to give somebody an emotion to make you happy, to make you sad in any situation, I think that's the closest thing that is like to magic, to be honest, because... I mean, what else is there? Like, to, 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 to feel happy, to feel sad, for something to give you that, I think that's a really amazing thing. Well, that was a great answer, bro. Tell everybody how they can find you and check out your music. Um, uh, you can find me on SoundCloud. Um, uh, my name's Swell, S-W-E-L-L. Um, I'm, like, the fourth artist down. I got my hands on my face. Um, and uh, also, uh, very, very soon, be looking out on um, Lost TV. It's a YouTube channel. Um, uh, it's a YouTube channel. Uh, of this dude named Pat Banahan. He makes super, super raw videos. He's going to be making me a video very, very shortly. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Swell, thank you, brother. No Appreciate problem. it. As I continue my quest through the taste of Chicago. Now, you see, the first guy that didn't want to talk to me was a white boy. Second guy just talked to Swell, also a white boy. But he's an artist. Wholly, totally different thing. First dude just totally blew me off, but would probably ride my dick if he turned around and realized who I was. But I get that all the time. Then I would probably tell him to go fuck himself. But, because he was rude. He could have said, no, I don't want that. No, hey, guy, I'm with my friends. Well, fuck you. All right, we'll keep it moving. But you see, you got totally different answers from different people. You got my man that was out there doing security. You got the first young black millennial chick that I asked. And then you got the guy that's an actual artist that was working out there selling souvenirs at the Taste of Chicago. And hip-hop means something totally different to him than to other people. That's what it's all about, man. It's all about it's all about what the music means to you and how the music moves you. How the music makes you feel. I'm going to try to run into a couple of Latina people. And if you don't like hip-hop, you can say you don't even like it. Like, 
it's not everybody's cup of tea. I'm a music guy. I like all genres of music, but you're not going to catch me bumping classical now. When I'm listening to classical, I'm in a certain mood, doing a certain thing. I love jazz. Christian McBride, it's my dude. Love him. He does his thing. He's very dope when it comes to it. So I got nothing but respect for him. And, um, you know, I told you, like I said, my quest while I'm out here is to try to get at Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli to ask them what does hip-hop mean to them. A lot of people, so many thousands of people out here, man. It's crazy. Music is playing in the background. There's a lot, a lot of people out here. So I'll be back with y'all. Hopefully we can get uh, Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli to tell us what hip-hop means to them. Right here on Come On, Son, the podcast. Come on, son, son. So I'm back. Come On, Son, the podcast. And hopefully I can get this question answered from the one and only Yasin Bey is here. Right wow. in the time doing my podcast live right now. What's bro. happening? Are you you on the air? Know, right I'm on now. air, so check it right. So walking over here and I was I was hoping I'd get an opportunity to talk to you and Talib because there's a question that's been on my mind that somebody asks me every time they run into me. And that question is what does hip hop mean to you? Like you've been making a living off of hip hop probably just as long as I have. And well, that's not, that's not a that blessing. Long, pretty, long, pretty, long. <laughs> pretty long. So what what is what does this music, what does this art form mean to Yasin Bey? Wow, that's a, that's a pretty big question. Um, we'll put it like this. When I was growing up, I remember being about seven, eight years old. I spent the summer in the Bronx staying with some uh, friends of my mom's and uh, a couple of them were staff at the Fever. Mm. So one of my earliest and brightest childhood memories is going on a bus ride to Great Adventure with the with the Fever staff. Oh, wow. And me and my brother had matching black denim lee suits. <laughs> so we were very excited. And very hot. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we were like, this is <laughs> worth it. Um, so, I mean, for me, it means like every, you know, everything familiar and like, homegrown, you know, I don't know how other people got it, it was interesting, I was just talking to my man about this, most people may have got it, like, through a mixtape, but kind of like in the mail of some sort, but me, and a lot, and a lot, and, you know, people who grew up in that era with me, got it outside the window, outside the doorstep, you know, I never had any inkling that it would be a career path, or, you know, there was no way that when I was in school, if I, that I thought that I would be doing for a living, what Slick Rick was doing, I was just like crazy. Yeah. Um. I guess that question was called hip hop because I think what they call it and what we're doing is two different things. But it's like a, like family, like a family member, you know. Um. 
like everything or anything homegrown and dear like important or cherished to you um, like so like hip-hop is is, is kind of like a like a uncle or a mom or a pop or something like that to you a family member a friend definitely a, a cherished friend for sure it's like family but not family that you we can't even say that it's not family that you weren't born with it was like kind of just in the ether before I I grew in a world where it was the lingua franca that was that was it I was just the language that was spoken and um it's a lot it's the, it's the, it is literally the native tongue was the language that I spoke to the people closest to me mm-hmm. I was on good terms with some of those people I was on. I love some of them people. They love me back. Some of them I wasn't on good terms with, and they wasn't on good terms with me. Right. But whether we were expressing uh, love, admiration, and frustration with one another, this was the the glossary, the vocabulary that we used to do that. Can you remember the exact moment when you decided to be an MC? Because you're an MC. You're not a rapper. You're an MC. Well. That's very, that's very kind. I mean, it gives those distinctions. I had no, I, I, I just wanted to be a writer. I just wanted to write because it was something I enjoyed doing. I remember the first time that I heard. It was two. It was a few moments. One was hearing "It's Like That" by Run DMC in the Bronx, and, and it, the name of that song for me might as well have been "What Is That." <laughs> Because that was my response, like, what is that? What is that? Um, I never heard anything like that before or since. And um, uh, Planet Rock. Planet Rock. One but, of the most pivotal records in hip-hop history. I, 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 and I, it sounded like it was coming from space. <laughs> when I heard it, I remember being at a, on a, at a, at a pizza, pizza shop on Glenwood Road in Brooklyn. And Planet Rock came on. I was like, where is this coming from? Like, where are they transmitting this sound from? It's can't, this can't just be coming from a radio station. <laughs> this has to be coming to a radio station from, like, another dimension. <laughs> I remember looking up at the ceiling and just kind of turning around like, wh- how, where is that sound coming from? I looked at my brother. He looked at me like, I have no idea, but I to, I'm, I relate to which, what we're going through right now. Everybody was just like a normal day to them, but I was like, what is this? A couple couple of times where that happens. Bro, I, get, I always, I've been doing this for so long that I know when people got to go and do what they got to do, so they're giving me that look. Right. I didn't even think oh, I would man, get this I'm opportunity so to talk to you, this. bro. As I'm getting my... Uh, Getting my hair cut. So it was like, it's, it's very, very natural. Natural. Absolutely. Y'all it's see day with me, man. God my bless, man. God bless you. I'm going to come out. For 15 minutes. I don't know what you <laughs> Drinking water. Right on. Right on. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I got my man from the Zulu Nation, man. One of the original Zulu. Oh, my God. Do I get to do it again? I get to do it one more again. So. It just happens that I'm walking across the street, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing my podcast while like I'm walking flash. across. It does, right? So, <laughs> how you doing, ladies? How you doing? Ed Lover, how you doing, Kendra? Hey, Valentine. Nice to meet you. Oh, hi, Kendra. How are you? So, listen, brother, I'm going to... What's up, Ed? 
I'm going to ask you this question I just asked you. I've seen that you can answer it any way you want to. And Kendra, you're a radio personality, so I'll ask you too. Hip-hop has afforded us things we've never imagined that we could be afforded in life. So what does hip-hop mean to you? This is Talib Kweli, y'all. Um, hip-hop means freedom, honesty, um, and opportunity. Mm. That's what it means to me. Freedom, opportunity. And honesty. What's honest about it? Because you don't really get successful in hip-hop. Unless you're staying true to yourself. Like the hip-hop aesthetic, at least the one that I grew up on, was originality. And um, we were just talking about clothing and how people might like not like Andre 3000 clothes, but nobody could front on him when it comes to that hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like hip-hop, hip, for me, hip-hop has made me more honest with myself. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like I, I am, I, I, my name is Talib Kweli, my hip Rap name is Tyler Kweli. So on that stage, I got to be my best self. Mm. And if I try to be another artist, that's when I start to fall off or fail. Mm -hmm. If I try to follow what somebody else do. You know, I feel like the best hip-hop artists are speaking from with, within. And that's what you want. You want your favorite hip-hop artist to be honest with himself. Pe fans can be seductive. They'll tell you, oh, do an album just like last time. Or do a hit record like this guy. Or this guy's on the radio. He's popping. Do it like this. But when you do that, they get bored. And they don't they don't feel challenged by you anymore. They move on to the next hot thing. Why do you think you're one of the most respected MCs in the game? Do you think just being who you are? Yeah, just the, the honesty. The honesty and because I outwork people. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not... There's people who I look up to and I'm like, that I'm, I'm amazed and even a, a bit jealous of their talent. I'm like, it's talent. That's a, it's, but I like I I love it so much. I have so much ambition that even if I don't feel like I'm as talented as you, I'm gonna work hard enough so that my ambition puts me on that stage with you. Mm. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Now, hey Kay, how you doing, Kay? You're, you're, yeah, let me get to a viewpoint, and then Kendra, I'll talk to you. Tell me, tell me what does hip hop mean to to an artist like you? Hip hop gives you. I guess this, I would have the same answers as him, just about because it does give you an opportunity to speak to those who are unspoken for. Um, it gives you the opportunity to be honest, but I think um, it gives, especially in today's hip-hop, there's so many artists that follow the trends, and they are the quote-unquote popular ones. And so the ones like me who have lyrics and who have, you know, meaning behind and substance in my raps, I get overlooked a lot of times, but I, I think... For the people that do hear me, it's it's important, you know what I mean? And I feel like I touch them because I'm talking real, you know, real shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Kendra? You've been you've been doing this thing in the entertainment <laughs> business for quite some time yes. now. On the radio still here in Chicago. Yes. All right, tell everybody the station. My name is Kendra G, morning show on WGCI. Direct we're, competition we're, to the Ed Lover no, Morning no, Show. No, <laughs> it's but it's competition. all love. It's yeah. all love. It's friendly. As, it's friendly right. competition. Yes, yes. Push each other to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> tell me tell me what is hip hop meant to you throughout your entire You know what? I was listening to everybody um, answer, and I, a couple of things. First thing that came to mind was the voice to the voiceless. Because think about it like, you know, when Kanye speaks, the whole world, like, listens to what he has to say, whether you disagree or, or agree. You mean even when he says some dumb shit like uh, slavery was a choice? Exactly. I still want to choke the shit out of him. No, but that, that's a perfect example because when he said that, everybody was listening. That's why we were so upset. That's why I was particularly mad at Kanye because – there's very rare people, like Kanye has what I call the Oprah factor. Like, when he talks, everyone, black, white, 
no matter what color you are, the they listen to thing, right? what they, they right. listen to what he says. So it's so important that to me he says something that pushes the culture forward. But let's just say if Kanye wasn't a rapper, we probably wouldn't even care about what he's talking about. For mm. so for some reason, hip hop artists have the the art of getting everyone's attention and then the second thing i want to say is trendsetters like i remember back in the day we always say that you know elvis stole this from different artists oh he would he didn't create it yeah you know but i feel like with hip-hop we put our stamp on it we decide what's hot and then the whole world follows exactly what we did for timberland a long time ago when yep. timberland was like we make these boots for construction we don't make them for style and everybody was like, really, Timberland? Like, we're buying all these Timberlands, and this is how you feel about it? And then all of a sudden, once we made that construction boot very popular, they started making colors. Right, right. Because we started wearing colors. You know black people love colors. So <laughs> they, start, they start doing colors, yeah. Right. So I understand where you're coming from. So I just feel like, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be in this industry as long as I have been. It's been a blessing. How you long know, has it been? God, like, I started off in college, so I'm about to, y'all gonna, gonna figure out my age when I give you the years. But at least 18 years now. That's a blessing. That, like, yeah, at least 18 years. So I, I'm really grateful for the people like the Russell Simmons and the people that was in the very beginning that that made this what it is today because mm -hmm. I'm a branch off of the tree that they planted. So I'm just forever grateful. And I'm so happy to like be really talking to you. Cool. We might we might have met before, but I think this is our first time yeah, in conversation. A conversation. And never a competition. It's always love. Welcome to Chicago. I know you're doing your thing. Thank you. And happy that you're in the city. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yes. you. And that's coming from a staple here yes. in the city, and that's greatly appreciated. Let oh, me tell you something, folks. Okay. Hip-hop, you heard it from Talib Kweli. You heard it from Yasin Bey. You heard it from Kendra G. You heard it from a lot of people, man. I'm getting ready to talk to a brother that was an uh, uh, almighty Zulu nation, and he's going to tell us what, what hip-hop means to him, and that's that's very, very special, man. And I didn't think I was going to be able to pull this off, but I did. And um, we're going to wrap some more stuff around it. I'm going to talk to y'all some more. I'm going to get some more opinions from different people. And I'm also, I'm going to go out here, and I am going to enjoy Black Star. Because I haven't seen Black Star perform in a long time. And I am looking forward to this. This is hip-hop, man. And this is Come On Son, the podcast. Y'all know who it is. It's me at Lover. So I went to the concert. It was in the park. It was packed. It was so many different shades of human beings out there. That is one of the most beautiful experiences ever. And let me tell y'all something. I haven't seen Black Star together in a long time. Now, I've seen Yasin Bey um, perform. I've seen Talib perform by himself. But it is the first time in a long time that I have seen Black Star performed together, and they were magnificent. I mean, Yasin Bey is just magnetic. Like, when you're, when you're standing there watching him, he's more of an MC. It's almost like watching a male version of Lauryn Hill because he can sing, he can rap his ass off. It's just it's, the performance and the synergy between those two guys are absolutely phenomenal. The crowd was into it. It was sold out. People was going crazy. The people that were behind us was just standing up against the fence all the way as far as the eye could see, just watching what I call complete, pure hip-hop. It is absolutely worth seeing Black Star perform if they go on tour. Uh, I, got, I did have one disappointment. I did have one disappointment. And that one disappointment was that Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Dev, did not do Miss Fat Booty. And I was waiting for that song. It's one of my favorite songs by him. And he didn't perform it, but he did do Umi. And he ended the show on Umi. And 
Umi says everybody loves that song. I mean, they rocked Black Star Classics. Talib did Just to Get By. The way they did the intro to Just to Get By when they played the sample and everybody was clapping and clapping. They just had everybody doing like this off rhythm clap. And then they just went into the song. And you know the song. And everybody just kind of lost it. But when they did, and they went into the Jamaican stuff. Oh, my God. It's just such a great show and everyone who was out there had a great great time and i got to talk to a lot of great people and and see just hip-hop in its purest form just two dynamic mcs on stage sharing the stage doing songs that they have individually and doing songs that they that they have together and just feeding off of each other and just having a good time and that's what is complete and pure about hip-hop the way it affects people and the way people feel and the way music makes you feel in general so i thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with them about what hip-hop means to them and thoroughly enjoyed that black star show here in chicago and then the funny part of it folks is when i was walking back to my apartment um i was walking back i walked through millennium park and they had the amphitheater in Millennial Park, and they had classical music playing. And some lady was on the stage like, I was like, look at this complete contrast of all of these people just sitting there with their wine and their brie and their little chairs and their children scampering about, listening to this classical music, while right behind them on stage, people were just going the hell off, just loving hip-hop. What a contrast in two music forms. So I really enjoyed it, and thanks to Yasin Bey and Talib Kweli and Kendra G and Kelly Starr and everybody else that answered that question for me that day, what does hip-hop mean to you? I'm Ed Lover. This is Come On Side, the podcast. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.